The more I study science, the more I believe in God. Albert Einstein. The Wall Street Journal, December 24, 1997. Article by Jim Holt. Science resurrects God. The fanatical atheists are slaves feeling the weight of their chains they have thrown off after hard struggle. Creatures who end their grudge against traditional religion as the opium of the masses who cannot hear the music of the spheres. I'm not an atheist, and I don't think I can call myself a pantheist. Albert Einstein, as cited in Anthony Flew's book, There is a God, How the World's Most Notorious Atheist Changed His Mind. My family creates music, art, and books. Please support us and check it all out. Links are in the description. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. First, I want to start off by thanking all the people who've been subscribing to my radio station, my Spotify, my live stream, uh, where you get to listen to music and also, of course, get to hear exclusive content by me that you'll never find on YouTube or any of these video sites. Why? Because a lot of these video sites, they don't allow me to say what is on my mind. I'm, I have to behave myself or I could be canceled or censored. But I become unhinged off the rails of the crazy train on my radio station because I'm allowed to say anything and play any kind of music I want. Feel free to request songs or call my station and talk to me. Okay, so... A lot of you have probably heard atheists make the claim that uh, a majority of scientists are atheists or critical thinkers or yada, yada, yada. Uh, a lot of atheists like to call upon authority figures and um, popularity. Uh, you'll see them make videos where they try to say that a celebrity just so happens to be a non-believer. I've noticed when doing a little bit of research on some of the scientists that they claim are atheists, usually turns out to be a lie. Like, for instance, uh, they got this one guy who uh, ended up getting on video who said, no, I'm not an atheist, uh, I'm actually agnostic. But he made it clear that atheists were deliberately, uh, falsely putting his name along with atheism on Wikipedia's and other pages. Um, I will end up probably on the radio station uh, telling you who this guy is. He's around nowadays. He's alive. He's not actually really a scientist. He's more of a guy who just narrates what scientists actually say. He's kind of like Richard Dawkins. Um, Richard Dawkins works off the back of the dead theist Charles Darwin. A lot of non-believers like Stephen Hawking uh, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of the material that he came up with was information that was provided to him by a priest who collaborated with Albert Einstein whenever it came to the Big Bang and uh, things like this. So uh, the the atheist scientists that we do know of, they literally, their work is completely based on something a Christian actually came up with. I bet a lot of you probably didn't know that. Now, let's face it, a lot of atheists, as well as religious people, they don't really care to read the diaries or journals of any of these scientists or try to find out who they were as a person. They just go to some kind of website and do this. There's one other problem before we get into this as well, is 
The internet offers software as well as websites where people can go and do false meme generators. And what this does is it means that they can take a picture of Albert Einstein and then put some false quotes to him without providing any resources or information uh, where the quote came from. A lot of atheists have unfortunately been found guilty and exposed for adding quotes to Adolf Hitler, adding quotes to uh, great scientists of the world throughout time in order to make it appear as though they're the logical, rational group. And I don't know how many times I myself have had to expose these lies and nonsense and these constant memes that are bullshit rumors and gossip. What I'm going to show you is actual quotes of Christian and religious and spiritual scientists. I'm going to show you the books, the pages, and everything, so you'll be able to see that the claims that atheists are making are absolute, utter lies. I don't doubt that some of them don't deliberately do that. A lot of these atheists who make videos, they probably end up going to Google, they look up an image, and then they don't bother following up with any research to see if it's true. They just figure to make a cool video and make them sound smart whenever they do it. So some of them, I don't think it's intentional, but it's obvious that they're not critical thinkers if they're not doing their research to back up what they're talking about. So a lot of atheists think that Charles Darwin was agnostic or atheist. Well, according to Descent of Man, this is from his own book, the question of whether there exists a creator and ruler of the universe has been answered in the affirmative by some of the highest intellects that have ever existed. And we can find that, obviously, according to the resource at the bottom of the quote, in Descent of Man, cited in his book. And he was the founder of evolutionary uh, biology. As we conquer peak after peak, we see in front of us religion, regions full of interest and beauty, but we do not see our goal. We do not see the horizons and the distant distance tower still higher peaks, which will yield those who ascend them still wider prospects and deepen the feeling, the truth of which is emphasized by every advance in science, that great are the works of the Lord. This is our Joseph J. Thompson, the Nobel Prize winning physicist who is recognized as the founder of atomic physics. Thomason was a devout Christian. You can find some of this information in the presidential address to the British Association as quoted in Arthur L. Foley, or Foley, Recent Developments in Physical Science, the Popular Science Monthly, 1910, uh, page 456. Obviously, a great deal of these scientists I'm going to be showing you are passed away. So a lot of their quotes and information resurface and find themselves in magazines and books when people are doing what they're doing. A scientific discovery is also a religious discovery. There is no conflict between science and religion. Our knowledge of God is made larger with every discovery we make about the world. Joseph H. Taylor, Jr., who received the 1993 Nobel Prize in Physics for the discovery of the first known binary pulsar, and for his work which supported the Big Bang Theory of the creation of the universe, Taylor is a devout Christian. Um, another thing I'd like to let you all know, even though Stephen Hawking made it clear that he was an atheist, 
I found it funny that the movie that was based upon his life, a quote was taken from one of his books where whenever he realized that the Big Bang was in fact validated and officially true, his exact words were, well, the Big Bang is true. And he looked over at his Christian wife, that's right, Stephen Hawking was married to a Christian woman, said, God is back in business. And that was said by an atheist who obviously has passed away. All right, so let's continue on. Albert Einstein said, the more I study science, the more I believe in God. You can find this quote, the most recent quote, in the Wall Street Journal, December 24th, 1997, article by Jim Holt, Science Resurrects God. I believe the magazine actually has Albert Einstein on the front of it, and you're going to see many quotes where not only does he show respect and adherence to God, but he also says some very personal things about how important Jesus Christ was and what he felt about Jesus Christ. So that's interesting. We have get a lot of uh, atheists out there who claim that Albert Einstein was either an atheist or maybe he was a pantheist or all kinds of nonsense, but the quotes show differently. All right. Atoms are weird stuff behaving like active agents rather than inert substances. They make unpredictable choices between alternative possibilities according to the laws of quantum mechanics. It appears that mind, as manifested by the capacity to make choices, is to some extent inherent in every atom. The universe is also weird, with its laws of nature that make it hospitable to the growth of mind. I do not make any clear distinction between mind and God. God is what mind becomes when it passes beyond the scale of our comprehension. Technology is a gift of God. After the gift of life is perhaps the greatest of God's gift, it is the mother of civilizations, the arts, of the sciences. You ask, what is the meaning or purpose of life? I can only answer with another question. Do you think we are wise enough to read God's mind? Physicist Freeman Dyson when Einstein died, there was an opening for the title of most brilliant physicist on the planet. Dyson filled the opening by assuming Einstein's professorship in physics at Princeton University. He is the winner of the 1981 Wolf Prize in Physics, the 1993 Enrico Fermi Award, the 1969 Max Planck Medal, amongst many other awards. Dyson is a devout, non-denominational Christian. You can find this in Infinite in All Directions, Gifford Lectures, given at Aberdeen, Scotland, April, November, 1985. I want to know how God created this world. I'm not interested in this or that phenomenon and the spectrum of this or that element. I want to know his thoughts and the rest are details. Albert Einstein from E. Salomon, A Talk with Einstein, The Listener, 54, page 54, 1955, page 370 to 371, also quoted in Jammer, page 123. God is the author of the universe and the free establisher of the laws of motion. Physicist and chemist Robert Boyle, who's considered to be the founder of modern chemistry, Boyle was a devout Christian. 
One way to learn the mind of the Creator is to study His creation. We must pay God the compliment of studying His work of art, and this should apply to all realms of human thought. A refusal to use our intelligence honestly is an act of contempt for Him who gave us that intelligence. Physicist Ernest Walton, who won the 1951 Nobel Prize in Physics, his atom-smashing experiments done at Cambridge University in the early 1930s, and so became the first person in history to artificially split the atom. Walton was a devout Christian. McBriarty, Ernest Thomas Sinton Walton, the Irish scientist, 1903-1995, Trinity College, Dublin Press. It may seem bizarre, but in my opinion, science offers a surer path to God than religion. People take it for granted that the physical world is both ordered and intelligible. The underlying order and nature of the law of physics are simply accepted as given, as brute facts. Nobody asks where they came from, at least they do not do so in polite company. However, even the most atheistic scientist accepts as an act of faith that the universe is not absurd, that there is a rational basis to physical existence manifested as law-like order in nature that is at least partly comprehensible to us. So science can proceed only if the scientist adopts an essentially theological worldview. Physicist Paul Davies, the winner of the 2001 Kelvin Medal issued by the Institute of Physics and the winner of 2002 Faraday Prize issued by the Royal Society, amongst other awards, as cited in his book, God and the New Physics, and his acceptance address of the 1995 Templeton Prize, second quote. Astronomers who do not draw theistic or deistic conclusions are becoming rare, and even the few dissenters hint that the tide against them, Geoffrey Burbridge, Burbage of the University of California at San Diego, complains that his fellow astronomers are rushing off to join the First Church of Christ of the Big Bang. Astrophysicist Hugh Ross, former postdoctoral fellow at the California Institute of Technology and the Arthur, the Creator and the Cosmos, how the latest scientific discoveries of century reveal God. Ross is a devout Christian. Astronomers now find they have painted themselves into a corner because they have proven by their own methods that the world began abruptly in an act of creation to which you can trace the seeds of every star, every planet, every living thing in the cosmos and on earth, and they have found that all this happened as a product of forces they cannot hope to discover, that there are what I or anyone would call supernatural forces at work as now. I think, a scientifically proven fact. Robert Jasrow, the astronomer, astronomer and physicist who founded NASA's Goddard Institute of Space Studies, as cited in his book, God and the Astronomers. <laughs> Sorry if I'm mispronouncing uh, some of these words. Um, okay. I believe that the more thoroughly science is studied, the further does it take us from anything comparable to atheism. If you study science deep enough and long enough, it will force you to believe in God. Lord William Kelvin, 
He was noted for his theoretical work on thermodynamics, the concept of absolute zero and the Kelvin temperature scale based upon it. Kelvin was a devout Christian. Albert Einstein said in the same interview that we gave you resources for up above, the fanatical atheists are like slaves who are still feeling the weight of their chains, which they have thrown off after a hard struggle. They are creatures who, in their grudge against traditional religion as the opium of the masses, cannot hear the music of the seers. We're going to do a few more quotes, ladies and gentlemen, because there's literally hundreds of them. If you look on my on the right side of the page, you're going to see that we haven't even scratched the surface. But I'm going to read you a few more. Some of these scientists you will recognize. Some of them you can look up. I encourage you to do that, unlike atheists. God created everything by number, weight, and measure. In the absence of any other proof, the thumb alone would convince me of God's existence. I have a fundamental belief. <clears throat> I have a fundamental belief in the Bible as the word of God written by those who were inspired. I study the Bible daily. Sir Isaac Newton, who is widely regarded to have been the greatest scientist the world has ever produced, Newton was a devout Christian. And there's literally an abundance of quotes of God from Sir Isaac Newton, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this is an interesting guy that I have a lot of admiration and respect for. He says, both religion and science require belief in God. For believers, God is the beginning, and for physicists, he is at the end of all considerations. To the former, he is the foundation, to the latter, the crown of the edifice of every generalized worldview. There can never be any real opposition between religion and science, for the one is the complement of the other. Every serious and reflective person realizes, I think, that the religious element in his nature must be recognized and cultivated if all powers of the human soul are to act together in perfect balance and harmony. And indeed, it was not by accident that the greatest thinkers of all ages were deeply religious souls. Max Planck the Nobel Prize-winning physicist who made the crucial scientific contribution of founding quantum physics. Planck was a devout Christian and a member of the Lutheran Church in Germany. Religion and Natural Science Lecture, 1937, Scientific Autobiography and Other Papers, Trans F. Gaynor, New York, 1949, page 184. All right. So, we will get back to it. We will end at Max Planck, just to give you a little bit of a taste. Um, this page is huge, and it is just unbelievably just filled and stocked to the rim with information. If you go to the bottom of the page, it's going to show you even more resources where to find these books, where to find the locations of where these scientists existed, more things that they actually invented and did. So why is it that atheists generate false memes for? Why do atheists claim that the greatest scientists in the world have been atheists? That's not true. For thousands of years, uh, even before the concept of science, it was religious people, spiritual people, who even invented the word science and what it was supposed to be defined as. It is Christians who actually came up with the very concept of science and how it works. 
and how it can contribute to our world. Everything from the universe to how the earth got here to the stars to cosmology to the Big Bang, everything that we know of, including the concept of evolution, was created by people who believe in God, people who were theists, people who were Christian, and so on. And as we go through the list, we're not only going to find out that Christians contributed a great deal to the science community, but we'll end up also finding out that there are people of many different religions out there in different faiths who also uh, adhere to the concept of God who also contributed. There is literally, ladies and gentlemen, less than a couple handfuls of atheists who've participated in science. And a lot of these atheists did not invent anything or create anything or revolutionize or contribute to the world. The only thing they did was take the information that was learned in school and colleges and universities by these God-believers and then went on to base their career around the life and death of an actual theist. That's very important to realize, ladies and gentlemen. There are all the Christian scientists actually invented things and did things that actually made it to where they revolutionized the world, um, helped our technology and our industry grow. As we're atheists, they can anybody actually think of an atheist who invented something? Think about it. You might find one or two. I think that there was an atheist involved in the invention of weaponry. Um, weapons that have been used to kill people. But besides that, they haven't done anything that was really positive in these manners. So the next time you run into an atheist who claims that religious people or spiritual people are stupid and that hoping and bullshit things are fairy tales, they're retarded for thinking that way. Um, the next time you run into an atheist who claims that a spiritual person is incapable of critical thinking or incapable of uh, being able to produce any kind of benefit to society, then go ahead and give them my video and you can also share with them the page that I'll put a link to and you will easily and quickly dismantle these people. But I will warn you, there's one thing I've noticed when revealing this stuff because this is not the first time I've talked to atheists about this I notice that no matter how many uh, chunks of evidence and facts that I give them about our universe and about God and about science um, they refuse uh, to accept any of it to them the concept of evidence is if it doesn't agree with me then it's not evidence that's how they see it which is definitely not uh, concept of science when people are doing science real people who are doing actual the scientific method they are open to the idea that things may not be what they want them to be or believe them to be when people are doing science the concept is, is to learn the knowledge and wisdom so we can better understand existence itself and the natural world now, some people say, well, science is all based upon nature and the natural world, and it's not based upon anything beyond that. Again, the atheist has fooled himself, and he's lying to himself or deliberately lying to the people around him. 
if anybody looks into this, the scientific method used on the Big Bang and how we got here, how the universe, space, time, and matter came into existence, anyone that has even a fifth grade education in science knows that the origin of the universe is defined by the supernatural. Why? Because through the Big Bang, nature itself came into existence. And the only way the laws of nature could have come into existence is as nature itself began to expand within the universe and be manufactured and distributed. Now, this means that whatever the prime mover was or the source before all that, there wouldn't have been any laws of nature as we know them because the universe wasn't yet formed in order for those laws to come into existence. That means, by definition, supernatural is beyond the laws of nature. The mechanism and prime mover that created us was beyond nature, beyond the laws of nature, therefore, by definition, being supernatural. And the atheists don't like that. They don't like that at all. They've tried to fudge and put in junk science and made up crap and shit that they end up finding on some kind of, you know, uh, cheap tripod website out there that has no facts and evidence to support it whatsoever. And of course, there's some non-believers out there who think that whatever they fantasize or whatever they've seen in a Star Trek television show, they can go ahead and dictate to you that that's actually science. It's not. Don't let someone push their little fantasies or their nonsense theories when a lot of them haven't even made it through high school to even uh, proceed forward with pushing this kind of propaganda and information. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed my video. We will do part two, part three, and, and all that stuff. I'm also going to do a variety of other different topics as I'm going back and forth through this. God bless. Another source of conviction in the existence of God, connected with the reason and not with the feelings, impresses me as having much more weight. This follows from the extreme difficulty or rather impossibility of conceiving this immense and wonderful universe, including man with his capacity of looking far backwards and far into futurity, as the result of blind chance or necessity. When thus reflecting I feel compelled to look to a first cause having an intelligent mind in some degree analogous to that of man, and I deserve to be called a theist. Charles Darwin, the founder of evolutionary biology, as quoted in his autobiography. The question of whether there exists a creator and ruler of the universe has been answered in the affirmative by some of the highest intellects that have ever existed. Charles Darwin, the founder of evolutionary biology, as cited in his book Descent of Man.